after COVID-19 brought the world to a screeching halt, teachers and students of all ages were forced to go digital. For the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking about all of the newest technologies and strategies that educators are using to help close the gap between the physical classroom and the virtual classroom. So stay tuned for news, exclusive interviews, and more right here on Virtually Educated, WPCZ, LPFM, Demarest. From heading home to going to the country. Georgia music from the soul of Georgia's musicians has always been the soundtrack to our lives. And Georgia radio has been right there with you wherever you go for almost a century. In the quiet times. And when it was time to get up and let the good times roll. We're America's broadcasters and the great radio stations of Georgia. This year, radio turns 100 years young. And we're just getting started. Coming to a device near you, the very best is yet to come. For more on the centennial of radio in America, visit gab.org slash radio 100. This message brought to you with pride by member stations of the Georgia Association of Broadcasters. What's up, Lions? Welcome back to Virtually Educated here on Z98.7 FM. I'm Savannah Richards, and on this show, we've talked a lot so far about some of the changes implemented by COVID-19 to education and to learning, uh, mostly through secondary education and college. But today, I'm going to talk a little bit about a recent discovery I made, and this is actually something that I probably should have brought up last month, but I didn't actually realize that this was a thing until just earlier today. Um, Digital Learning Day is now February 22nd uh, every year. We had the first one this past year, 2021, and then they've announced that they are continuing it through to 2022. So that's really interesting, and I'm really excited to see that this is something that people are kind of embracing. And I've been kind of scrolling through their website a lot over the past day or so. And looking at some of the features that they have, I was really interested to see that they have a section on their website where they allow people to go in and share kind of their tips or their processes for how they've been dealing with everything with COVID-19 so far. It's been really interesting to kind of get a feel for how different people in different areas of the world have addressed teaching in COVID-19 and addressed education uh, whenever we can't physically be next to each other, which is something that this whole show has talked a lot about, and it's something that I'm going to continue to talk about. So that's coming up today. I'm going to go through a couple of the different resources that they have listed on Digital Learning Day's website. That's digitallearningday.org slash resources if you're looking for the specific page. It's just there's a lot here that deals with creativity and that deals with love and kindness and just showing that kind of human connection that oftentimes gets lost whenever we're talking about digital learning. It's that connection between students and teachers that have been lost a lot because of the uh, impossible situation and because of the difficulties being in a classroom together. Uh, A lot of schools have found a way to make that work. They've offered for certain students to be able to choose 
uh, whether or not they want to be in person or in the classroom. I suppose for a lot of the younger students, it will be their parents making the decision whether or not to send their children into an in-person school or whether they would rather do it online just to be 100% certain that there is no risk of exposure to COVID-19. It's just been a lot of back and forth and trying to figure out what would be the best way to handle this. And so that's something that's explored a lot, almost in a in an open format kind of blog on Digital Learning Day's website. And it's something that I'm excited to read more into and to share with you. And of course, if you want to go on and take a look for yourself, please be welcome. Uh, but yeah, all that and more is coming up later on in the show, as well as an interview with one of my good friends and a elementary education major here at Piedmont, Carolee Pruitt. She is a senior this year, and she will be joining me on the phones for a brief interview about how her semester has gone between last semester and this semester, uh, trying to student teach and carry on her internships and do all of the things that she would normally do uh, in the midst of COVID-19. So yeah, stay tuned. All that's coming up right after this short break. In Georgia, sports are legion. Athletes are legendary. And the voices that painted the pictures are timeless. Larry Munson. We just stepped on their face with a hobnail. Steve Holman. Dominique Wilkins has become the all-time Hawk scoring leader. Ernie Johnson Sr. Ron Gann has done it again. Skip Carey. The Atlanta Braves are National League champions again. Al Serraldo. West Durham. And since the beginning, we've brought it all to you instantly. We're America's broadcasters and the great radio stations of Georgia. This year, radio turns 100 years young, and we're just getting started. Coming to a device near you, the very best is yet to come. For more info on the centennial of radio in America, visit gab.org slash radio 100. This message brought to you with pride by member stations of the Georgia Association of Broadcasters. How's it going, Lions? This is Michael Thomason bringing you your daily news. As many of you know, this Thursday the 18th is a reading day, so no class. There will also be a Walmart shuttle this Thursday for any students who want to take a Walmart trip. The shuttle will pick up at the Student Commons at 2 p.m. and from the Village at 2 p.m. In other news, nominations are open for the Michael and Emily Robertson Kindness Award. The award is given annually to the undergraduate student who has demonstrated kindness to others throughout his or her actions within the Piedmont community. Nominations are welcome for undergraduate students from either Demarest or Athens campus and must be received no later than Monday, March 22nd. This award was established by Michael and Emily Robertson to encourage and recognize kindness in the student body of Piedmont College. Furthermore, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Council will be hosting focus groups for students and or faculty and staff to gain a better understanding of individuals' experience and perceptions as it relates to the topics of diversity, equity, and inclusion. If you would be interested in participating in these focus groups, email dei at piedmont.edu. That is all for now. Reporting for Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont College, I am Michael Thomason. What's up, Lions? This is Savannah Richards, and welcome back to Virtually Educated. I hear, have here on the phone with me today, Carolee Pruitt, a senior elementary education major here at Piedmont. How are you doing today, Carolee? I'm doing, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. So 
this is your senior year as an education major, and I know that you've told me before that student teaching is kind of the the finish line for education majors as a whole. Have you you've started student teaching already, right? Uh, yes, I started January in January, late January, and I will finish May seventh. That's really exciting, and congratulations on making it this far. Uh, so I know with everything that's been going on with COVID, uh, some different changes have had to be made to the whole process between last year and this year. Have you had any um, any issues or any challenges to your whole senior year as an education major because of COVID-19? Um, yes, most definitely. I think any education major could tell you that. Um, I know it's changed now, but when I was in internship, too, um, we went on Atlas, which is an online platform, and watched videos and wrote observations about them, which is different than going into a, an actual classroom with actual kids two times a week and observing. Um, I'm very fortunate to be in the classroom right now. Um, school, some schools aren't even allowing interns, so to get one in my hometown was especially lucky, too. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about that. How has student teaching been going for you so far? It is amazing. Um, I got placed in my old elementary school, which is really weird to be around your old teachers who are now teaching you again. Um, But it's been really fun. I'm in second grade, and the kids are phenomenal. I wasn't sure if I wanted to work with younger kids, but they're at that age where they're mature enough to know what to do, but still young enough to have that innocence. And I just really love working with them and seeing them learn and their craving to learn and be around people, which is kind of, at the same time, kind of sad because we still have to follow those COVID protocols. Yeah, so speaking of COVID protocols, uh, the kids that you're teaching, I don't want to go into too much detail because I know um, FERPA laws and all that fun stuff. But the kids that you're teaching, are they 100% in the classroom? Or is there a group that's doing Zoom? How is that kind of lined up so far? Um, so, so far, everyone in our class is in person. Um, they have one designated teacher that is a Zoom teacher. Um, so she teaches one class on Zoom, and she's down the hall. Um, in the grade level that I'm in, they only have one teacher teaching one Zoom class. So, being in person, you haven't really had to deal with some of the um, the digital learning issues that a lot of teachers have deal- dealt with so far going forward, like Zoom bombers or just students refusing to participate in Zoom meetings. Uh, is that something that you're worried about going into a full-time career as an educator? Yes. Um, I mean, I've heard the stories. Um, it hasn't happened to me yet cross my fingers um but yeah people do bomb into zoom classes and it's extremely hard when you have a class full of like eight to nine year olds that are like what is going on and trying to get them calmed down in person is hard enough i can't imagine when they're in their own houses um i just i can't (laughs) so just kind of a last question here Uh, For any education majors who are juniors, sophomores right now who are looking forward to next year and the year after and looking at doing internships and and different things like that to try and get experiential learning, 
uh, what advice would you give them with how to deal with everything that you've had to deal with this year? Um, take it with a grain of salt. Um, you're getting a wonderful opportunity and you shouldn't waste it because it's a learning experience for you. And yes, it comes with all these hardships, but in the end, everything hard makes us better people and we grow from it. So take everything with a grain of salt and just keep pushing forward. Well, thank you so much for being on the phone with me here today. Uh, once again, this has been Savannah Richards here on the phone with Carolee Pruitt, senior elementary education major here at Piedmont. Welcome back to Virtually Educated. I'm Savannah Richards, and you are listening to Z98.7 FM, the student voice of Piedmont College. And today we're talking a little bit about a discovery that I recently made uh, called Digital Learning Day. Now, I vaguely recall hearing something about this, uh, but I didn't really think there was much substance to it. It's February 22nd, and it will be back on 2022 if you are looking forward to that. Um, but I didn't, I didn't realize that it was going to be something this involved or that it was going to turn out to be a resource for educators. Uh, real quick, I do want to go back to something I said in an earlier talk segment because I mentioned that I was glad that we were embracing this. And I just want to specify that I'm kind of on the fence a little bit about embracing digital learning as a whole. Because I do believe wholeheartedly that digital learning completely 100% will never be as effective as in-person learning. I think that there's just this way that humans communicate, this how we communicate. Uh, can be facilitated by digital media and can be facilitated by Zoom or by Google Classroom or any of the other fun programs that have been used this past year, but it can't be imitated. There's still a need for us to be able to be in person and have conversation, and there's still going to be a need for these very important social interactions, in-person social interactions, in order for students to be able to grow and blossom and become the wonderful adults that they're going to be. I mean, I know this from a personal perspective. I've talked a lot the last two shows about mental health, and that does play a factor here. I am talking once again a little bit about mental health because that's something that's so important, having a safe place for students to learn and to grow in a very natural environment, I think is is crucial. And there's a certain degree to which that can be imitated or can be helped by things like Zoom or by Google Classroom or the Bitmoji Classroom, which is a, something I'm about to talk about because I just think that's hilarious. Uh, these These tools, that's what they are. They're tools. They help, but they're not necessarily replacing. And so whenever I say that I'm happy that we're starting to kind of lean into this, I mean, I'm happy to see that more students and teachers are giving it a shot, are really, you know, working with what they have available to them and are doing their best to move forward in a situation where they've been severely held back. Because I've talked at length, and so I'm not going to moan and groan about it too much in this episode, I've talked at length about how much COVID-19 affected us and how much uh, 
trouble it caused. Uh, I'm going to say trouble, just being kind of lighthearted here because it's it's something that we're all still dealing with. I mean, we're still not at 100% back to quote unquote normal, uh, which we were back in 2019. I mean, we still all have to wear masks even if we are in classrooms. Uh, I still can't go to my geology class every week because we are on a system now because of the restrictions of social distancing where every other couple weeks we have a different group of students who have to come in on Zoom. So nothing is quote unquote normal, but we're starting to adjust a little bit more and we're starting to branch out and think, okay, how can I make this better? How can I better my education? And for educators, how can I help my students? And so that's what I've really enjoyed about going through Digital Learning Day and their website and their content is they've given educators and and sometimes students a place to kind of give suggestions and open up a, open up a dialogue about how we're going to make this as good as possible, how we're going to make the best out of this awful situation that we've all been given the past year, almost a year exactly now. Um, And so looking through some of their resources that they have listed, there's first and foremost for any educators or students who want to give suggestions, uh, if you go on their website, digitallearningday.org, as I said earlier, and then go to share up at the top, uh, it gives you a place where you can fill out a little text box and you can give your suggestion and you can put some links of different things that you found. I'm looking right now at a quizzing game for math that someone has put on and an up. Atomic Object Technology Showcase that a school is doing in Grand Valley State University. Um, so it's it's really all age levels, and they give you a shot to uh, really see what everyone around the world is doing at any level and at any circumstance, and how they're doing their best to make it through this and, and continue educating, uh, or education, I should say. It's it's interesting to me to see how many people have gone on here and shared this information because I forget who it was who told me earlier this year that teachers are absolutely some of the most helpful and kind people and I believe that wholeheartedly and I've seen that from the teachers who I've gotten to talk to either through interviews via TikTok or through interviews over the phone. I just, there's this culture of helpful and there's this culture of let's get it done together that I've gotten to observe just a little bit uh, that's really heartwarming, I think. And looking at (laughs) an article that one teacher wrote about using Bitmoji in her pre-K and kindergarten classroom, it's, it's giving life back to this really awful situation. I mean, it's it's absolutely hilarious, don't get me wrong. And I think that the Bitmoji classroom thing, I'm going to derail myself a little bit here because I think that that's really interesting and I could see how that would be helpful because Bitmojis, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, often used on different social media apps like Snapchat, it's a, it's a little, little avatar, it's a little cartoon version of yourself that you get to design and create and it's something that's very personalized. And I think being able to integrate anything that is very personalized into this type of learning environment, a digital learning environment, 
where all in all students have become kind of black screens. As I had a teacher I interviewed earlier put it, uh, it, it just, it brings back this element of personable interaction and just really interpersonal communication that I think has been missing in a lot of cases since all of this went down. And all in all, I think that we are moving back towards a place where, you know, hopefully in 2022, Digital Learning Day won't be as necessary or won't be, I'm sorry to say it, as big of a deal as it has been this year, because I'm hoping that ultimately we can get back to a place where students can choose safely to be in classrooms. But after going through this past semester, and we're nearing the end here, the last two months, but going through the past semester and getting to really talk to educators and students from all different ages and from all different backgrounds, I think that I've started to notice that it really is the little things that make such a difference. I had a teacher here at Piedmont, actually, uh, Dr. Brown over on the Athens campus. She's in charge of secondary education. Uh, the secondary education department at Piedmont, and she was telling me about uh, a student who was really thankful for a thank you note or a a kind of checking in note that she wrote him earlier this year. And it's it's the little things like that that make such a difference because whenever you are at a place where you can't, you know, get as many opportunities to form that rapport with your professors or with your teachers, the little things make it feel like you are still important in that classroom. You are still important to your teacher, to your professor. You are still important to your classmates. And that's something that gets lost a lot in all of the hoopla of of education, especially these past few years, because we're all dealing with so many changes and changes it cause anxiety, cause stress, and it adds on to this already very stressful ordeal that is college. Uh, I know very few people who would say that college or even high school is not stressful at all. So everything's kind of piling up and it just feels sometimes like the world is against you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get a chance to have that little communication with a teacher, whether it's a thank you note or whether it's stopping by for a professor's office hours or whether it's Zoom office hours, because I've had some professors do that. Uh, Same thing for high school, like I was mentioning in some of my earlier shows, interviewing teachers who are now posting content on TikTok. It's just, it's the little things like that, those little communications, whether they're digital or in person, that can really bring back that feeling of, okay, yeah, I can do this. I have this under control. And it's just, it's so small, but it's so big at the same time. I mean, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have the opportunity here on campus to, you know, go bug some of my professors every once in a while and, you know, get back that feeling of normalcy and get back that feeling of, okay, yeah, nothing is, the world isn't falling apart yet. It seemed like it there for a little bit, but it's really not. Everything is still moving forward. We're still progressing, even if we're not moving at as fast a rate as we might have been otherwise. The world has not stopped. We're still going. We're still moving forward. And so that's really what I've been looking at throughout my capstone and throughout my project so far. How has digital media and digital communications really helped improve the way that we are educating from a distance? Because distance learning is a term that I've heard a lot lately. 
And I think that overall, my answer, one of the biggest ones I'm finding is that it's impacting us in the little ways. Maybe we don't ever need to go to a place where we are 100% on Zoom. I would, as someone who's hoping to become an educator and hoping to be in a classroom full-time with kids, I really hope that that is not the case. I hope that even if we never get to a place where we are fully back in person, minus masks, uh, not fearing for viruses or diseases, I hope that we are at some point able to go back in classrooms and even if that is with masks and even if it is smaller size classrooms or even if it is alternating on Zoom or in class, however people have decided to do this, I do hope that we can get back to a point where we are closer to where we were in 2019 than where we were in 2020. Uh, Despite all of that, I do really think that some of the smaller changes that digital media have given us in in relation to education, I hope that some of those stay around. I hope that teachers are still going to make silly videos and post on TikTok or, you know, make their funny YouTube videos and, and keep up this, this kind of hybrid situation. Not so much hybrid learning in the way that we've done it, where it's teachers trying to juggle teaching entirely online and entirely on person. Uh, but you know, using these kind of tools to communicate with a generation that has, for the most part, grown up with those tools. I mean, my sister, who is 15 going on 16 now, has almost never been without a phone. It's our whole generation, Gen Z and the the later, or I guess I should say earlier millennials, um, have always had technology. And it's such an important part of how we communicate as a whole. And I think that seeing teachers use our versions of communication, our new tools of communication that we've grown up with, I think it can be helpful. And I think that all in all, before all of this started, schools were really starting to move towards that form of communication, not overall, but just using it more diligently as a tool, Uh, just like you would use textbooks or just like you would use a smart board. Um, If you haven't seen my smart board rants, Go check out my blog, Virtually Educated. Um, but yeah, it's it's the little things that can, can help facilitate education in person uh, using digital media that I think I've gotten a little scared of, you know? It's, it's no longer that cool little novelty, oh yeah, we have a smart board now. Oh yeah, we're doing uh, Quizlets. Oh yeah, we're taking all of our quizzes on Canvas now. You know, before all of the the COVID-19 stuff happened, those those little things weren't that big a deal, you know? Now it seems like, oh God, if I ever have to take a test on Canvas again and worry about my Canvas crashing in the middle of my exam, I'm going to absolutely scream into the world. I don't know. It's just, I hope that we get back to a place where we can balance uh, the digital communication side of education and that in-person interpersonal communication that is so necessary to educating successfully and educating effectively. So that's kind of my take on on that. And I'm really excited to keep going through Digital Learning Day. If you haven't had a chance, go on and check it out. If you have any kind of interest uh, as a student, I see a lot of tools that could be useful for studying. And I see a lot of different 
tools, kind of like Quizlet or things that we already use because we already, as students, have tons of tools, digital communications tools that we use for education. I mean, I send Quizlets back and forth with my friends all the time to help each other study for classes. It's just, it's such a part of how we learn today. It doesn't have to be entirely how we learn, but that doesn't mean it's not important. So we're going to have a last brief chat coming up, so stay tuned. What's up, Lions? This is Savannah Richards bringing you the latest weather update for Northeast Georgia. After all the inclement weather warnings yesterday, I am thrilled to announce that the sun has once again come back out to shine. The temperature had dropped back below what is acceptable for spring weather, but it's back on the rise now. Today we have a high of 70 degrees and a low of 43 degrees, with mostly cloudy skies for the rest of the day. Tomorrow we'll see much of the same, with a high of 63 degrees and a low of 36 degrees. Currently in Demarest at 4.28 p.m., we have partly cloudy skies and the temperature is actually 72 degrees, so it's warming up a little bit. And just to close out real quick, thank you so much again for listening to the show today. I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, I've really enjoyed getting the chance over this past, uh, I think we're halfway at the halfway mark now through my show. Uh, I've enjoyed getting a chance to talk to different teachers, and I've really enjoyed getting a chance to look into this different side of the education world and try and see it from a different point of view. Because, of course, being college students, we all know what it's like at this point to be students and to view things from that point of view. But I'm really looking forward uh, through the next few weeks to try and get a little bit more of a teacher's perspective. But Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in next Thursday at 4 to hear even more Virtually Educated. Thank you for tuning in to Virtually Educated. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to tune in again next Thursday at 4 p.m. for another 30 minutes of exclusive talk and interviews right here on Zeke 98.7 FM.